Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of What the Spark. My name is Rachel, and I'm a rising senior media arts major, concentrating photography and minoring in art history, and I'm also the executive director of Spark. Today, we're going to give you a brief look into what we do and who we are. So Spark is Northeastern student-run contemporary art collective. We're focused on connecting Northeastern student artists and art appreciators with the greater Boston art community and providing them with opportunities to get creative. We've run a wide variety of events in the past, such as exhibitions, artist talks, paint nights, and art installations. And Spark is made up of three teams, our exhibitions and events team, the media team, and the finance team. Each of these teams has their own role within the group and together they do some pretty awesome things. We have a few members of each team here now to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Hi everyone, I'm Alex. I'm a rising sophomore uh, studying business and philosophy. I joined Spark in the fall of 2019 because uh, I've always been more interested in ways to make the arts community more accessible and always been interested in the behind the scenes aspects of arts and entertainment. So I'm on the events and exhibitions team. We do everything from uh, obviously exhibitions to paint nights, museum tours, artist talks. Uh, we just started a program called Art Exchange. Um, and we have some fun things in the works, hopefully a museum call, uh, and an exhibition focused on projection. Um, and we're always doing uh, team bonding exercises as well. The last one we did was watching Space Jam as a group, which is pretty fun. Uh, I'm the head curator at Spark, an honorary finance member, and my main job here is to complain about us not having stickers yet. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. I am an international affairs major. I'm a rising fifth year, and I joined Spark in the fall of 2018. I am interested in art and stuff, but really the main reason why I joined is because Leah told me about the open position for social media manager and asked me to do it, so I did it. Now I'm social media manager. <laughs> and I also run the media team. And the media team is responsible for managing our social media, designing our posters, graphics, other collateral, maintaining our website, and sort of doing other outreach and marketing activities. Hi, um, I'm Leah. I'm a rising fifth year and I am the director of SAS. Uh, I started spring 2018 and I'm a BA art major. So the finance team is responsible for budgeting, expense, inventory, and other financial tracking. We also do fundraising and other formal paperwork. And SAS is the program that we're trying to start up uh, next semester. It's called uh, Student Art Sales is what SAS stands for. And um, it's going to be a like, we're gonna facilitate the exchange of art between an artist and someone buying uh, the artwork and we're gonna be the ones managing like the money of that and stuff like that. So that's why it's under finance team. Hi, um, I'm Marie. I'm a rising second year in bio and English. I joined Spark uh, spring 2020 um, and specifically the finance team because even though we had talked about our like important jobs. It's kind of really chaotic and it's super fun. But anyways, I joined Spark because um, I'm an art fan. I love making art and I wanna get involved at Northeastern and help other people to sort of connect to art in the same way. Um, I am the head fundraiser at Spark and uh, it's gonna start our, we're gonna get our fundraising going in the fall and we're hoping to sell some orange colored food like our logo. I love that. Hi, I'm Nisha. I'm the director of the finance team. I am a finance major, well-fitting. Um, I'm a rising senior, and I joined in the fall of 2018 because as a finance major, I found that a lot of the clubs that all my classmates were involved in were very pre-professional and like, business-oriented, and while that's great, I really wanted to explore my own um, And I found that uh, Spark really let me have like that creative outlet in my life. 
Um, I do budget requests, processes, pretty much anything ad hoc, and I am the resident podcast mom. So now that we've met everybody on the team, how did we get here? Leah and Rachel, two of our oldest members of Spark, will kind of go through the history of Spark and how they've seen Spark evolve over the years. So Leah and Rachel, how'd you guys get into Spark? So at Northeastern, like pretty much everyone of any major, I'm pretty sure, has to take like an intro class their first semester. So like I had to take intro to art and design, which is just for all Camdy people, I think. And um, our professor, my professor, he was the director, the old director of Spark um, back in the day. So he actually brought in someone from the club to just give a presentation like during one of our classes one day and it was really like interesting like I didn't really know anything about it beforehand I never even heard of it beforehand and because we weren't an official club at the time like there was no way for me to hear about it because like Spark wasn't going to any you know club fairs or anything. So I found out um, through that presentation by that student and it like just really interested me. So I applied that semester and then joined um, the following semester once like my schedule cleared up. Yeah, Lee and I kind of live parallel lives, I guess. <laughs> um, I basically found out the same way and also joined a semester after I got in. But um, Lee and I were in different intro to art and design courses, um, had the same person come in and present to both of us and we both applied in ended up joining. Um, I actually started out as the events director, I believe, kind of a different position than what I'm doing now, obviously, like running Spark as a whole, but it was a good like stepping stone, I think, to learning how to plan stuff. Um, but what's really cool about Spark now is that I think a lot of people have joined in different ways from when Lee and I did. So we found out like directly from the executive director, but now people find out about us all over the place because Emily does such a good job with our social media. We have lots Thank of people. You. You're welcome. Lots of people <laughs> coming on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the lovely things we run. Um, also, a lot of it is stemming from our info sessions, which were um, started by Alex over there. Um, so now we do an info session in the beginning of the semester where people can kind of learn more about us, which I think has been really helpful. And we make a lot of like those one-on-one -on -one connections with people that I think makes them want to join us, I hope. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I know I joined because of the Instagram, so Emily's doing a great job. <laughs> Follow us at SparkNU. So how did you guys actually end up in your roles? It seems like you were in different positions when you started. Yeah, so I, when I first like decided to apply to Spark, I basically applied to like almost every open position just because I wanted to join the club. So I was like, I don't really care where they put me. So um, I was, I ultimately was assigned as like financial director, which is like kind of different from the title that uh, Nisha currently has, but that was just kind of how it was back then. So I was like financial director for a while. Um, but then the next semester I was like switched to being director of SAS student art sales because like, I really don't know why that happened. <laughs> um, I think maybe I just wasn't powerful enough to make that decision because like, I remember swapping roles with the person who, who used to be in our club, who used to be the director of SAS. And then like the next semester, suddenly she was director of finance and I was the SAS person. So I was like, whatever, I'm new here. I don't really care. So that's how I was in that role. And I've been in that position since like, uh, kind of like the opposite of what Nisha said earlier. Like I like am so in the art world all the time, like because of my major and like being in Camdy and just being like all of my interests. So like, it was kind of cool for me to actually do the opposite and like do something on the finance side like that's not very like artsy really um and I've been really enjoying it. Leah I don't even remember 
you guys switching. That's no one else know, knew because we basically always just did the same stuff together anyway. But I just remember noticing like, wait, why am I this now? <laughs> like it was it was very weird, but it didn't really make a difference. I really didn't know what like you guys did until I took over. Like we didn't do much <laughs> because like we did a lot of S early SAS stuff that like amounted to nothing. So <laughs> like I had a lot of meetings with people who didn't really understand what SAS was either. And that was mostly what I did. I and that's still kind of what I do. <laughs> we just meet with people until someone says yes. Yes, basically. Or until yeah. they say no. <laughs> Does um, anyone know what finance team does now anyway? No. no do everything. Um, finance team is actually the resident podcast team. Um, not really sure how we ended up there, but like... It's Nisha's fault, really. Uh, <laughs> team has been hijacked. But um, basically, I started out as director of events, like I said before, my freshman year. So I was in Spark for one semester making events. I think I did one event and it was an artist talk. <laughs> and then I um the summer before sophomore year our executive director stepped down because she was getting ready to graduate and she was trying to find a replacement and um Leah can attest to this um nobody wanted to do it um I was the youngest person in the club had only been in it in it for a semester so I didn't really want to be the one to be like I'll do it and kind of like get in the way of whatever dynamic they had but when I realized that literally no one else was going to do it I figured, like, sure, why not kind of take a leap of faith um, and took over Spark on a whim. Um, and it was really crazy. Um, a lot of our members were either graduating or just really busy and going abroad and couldn't, like, be with us anymore. So I basically had to overhaul almost the entire club. Um, starting from scratch, we had, like, I think we had, like, seven or eight members at the time. It was really small. Um, but we overhauled it. I've recruited like 10 or 15 people and we just kind of started from there and now we're kind of rebuilding the whole structure of Spark which is kind of amazing and also really crazy. That's awesome. So as you guys have been here the longest what's been your favorite exhibition so far? Um okay so there's been like a lot we've, we've done a lot of actually exhibitions which is awesome but um my favorite is actually the one that's hanging up right now in our space in Meserve which is just called the like tiny art exhibition where all of the artwork had to be under like six by six inches, which I just thought was such a creative, like it was just a cute idea. And like all of the art pieces are so cute and there's a bunch of different mediums like uh, featured in the exhibition. So like, it's just, it's just like really fun. Like you just go in there and everything is very different and it kind of allowed for all the artists to um, have a lot of freedom. Like they weren't really restricted. I mean, they were restricted by the size, but they weren't restricted by anything else. So they really could just make it like whatever they wanted so there was just a lot of like freedom in that exhibition and it's cool that it's uh, currently hanging out not that anyone's seeing it right now but um it's still like really cool just to have artwork up in a space so yeah we really have to shout out the curry college of computer science very kindly gave us a space in reserve hall where we can show artwork which is so cool like we've been trying to get a gallery space for like ever 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 <laughs> um it's really awesome that we have like a home base where people can kind of come and see whatever we have going on and we kind of cycle out artwork now which is cool so we'll have like multiple exhibitions up in there I think what else is up in there made in Boston, Boston. yeah yeah so we have like a show about just like what it's like to live in Boston be an artist in Boston up as well there which is cool but I think my favorite 
I feel like Leah picked something fun, so I want to pick something that's like more serious. Um, we did a show my first semester. Um, it was called We Resist, and it was the Women's March show. So we put up posters and artwork and signs that were from like a recent Women's March that was happening locally. We um, invited people to kind of come up to the fourth floor of Ryder Hall, which is like kind of an abandoned space if you're not in the art and design department. So there was a lot of open like board space where people could hang things up in the hallways. So we had people just come and hang up whatever they wanted. It was really cool because normally we curate the shows, but the show was just kind of all hands on deck. If you had something you wanted to share, like no matter what it was, we like wanted to share it with the students. So that hung up for a really long time before it got taken down. And it was back in our more rebellious days where we kind of like, I feel like asked for forgiveness instead of permission. We kind of just like hung up artwork and people seemed to like it and we just went with it. So I think that's kind of at like the heart of what Spark is. So it's kind of cool to go back to those types of days. Pop-up phase. Well, yeah, we had a pop-up phase, but that one also was like, it had some interactive elements too, because I remember we had like a piece of paper that was just kind of like a blank piece of paper and there were questions on it. Like, what's your favorite quote, like by someone who like was a feminist or whatever. And like, we also had like, can you draw a picture of like your favorite, like women's rights activist or something. And like, so it really did like, yeah, it was nice. It was up for a while. And I honestly think it's because no one goes to the fourth floor of Ryder. No one (laughs) noticed it was even there. Like none of the administration that is. But like, it, we really did get a lot of people like actually adding to the the papers that were up there, you know, and that was actually kind of nice. Like, and I was happy that no one wrote anything like bad or anything. Totally surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wholesome actually. Very wholesome. Um, you know, I just love that we just like did it. I think it's like now that we're an official club, we obviously have a lot more like processes to go through. But back in the day, we did a lot of pop ups where we just like put art up and hoped for the best which was like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, kind of going off of that, what was Spark like back then versus now? Well, yeah, I think you could already tell from like some of the stuff <laughs> that we said how, how different it was. Like um, there were no teams at all. So it was a very different structure. Like it was basically just like every single one person had a different responsibility, which we still kind of have, but everyone was working very independently. Like I honestly think I was the only one who really worked with anyone else because like director of finance and director of SAS, like we kind of did the same thing. Like I said, I barely noticed my role switch, (laughs) but um, I went back and like found the actual like original roles. And those were director of marketing, director of communication, director of exhibitions, director of finances, director of SAS. And then we also had chief technician, which is a very weird title, but I think they did like basically everything else. And like, it was much more like individually oriented and I think like just the introduction of teams really helped like develop Spark and that was Rachel's idea so she could talk a bit more about that. Yeah I think like I really loved Spark when I first joined it but what like I really wanted to approve upon when I like decided to take over was just like all these people are so talented and so smart and really cool to hang out with but like we all were kind of like going off on our own and I wanted us to be more of like a unit which I hope I've successfully accomplished at this point, but I pretty much just wanted people to work together and like collaborate because I think that's where we have our best ideas. So the team structure was a big part of that. And just, I spent a long time and I sat down with our old executive director and we just tried to kind of hammer out how we could split like these roles up and created a bunch of new roles, got rid of old roles. Um, 
kind of figured out how a team structure would work and it's kind of evolved over the years so like when we first started it was a lot less of a power structure we kind of just had a bunch of people with jobs and they kind of just got sorted into a team and now I think we've have like a structure of like this one person is in charge of a team like Emily's in charge of the media team and then she has a designer and a web developer and then the rest of the team are general members and that's kind of allowed us to get more done like people can kind of choose how much responsibility they want to take on and we have those different levels instead of people having to commit to doing like a thousand hours of work like just to be a part of it and I think a lot of people choose to take on more work now just because like it's fun and they like doing it which is very exciting but like on top of that like a big change that I've also seen is just that we do more stuff now like now that we're more involved with like the administration in general. So like we work a lot with Camdi and we collaborate with, like I mentioned before, the Curry College of Computer Science. We've done things with the College of Science and that's given us a lot of opportunity to A, like have more resources and space to show work, but also just to interact with people. And then of course there are the addition of baked goods, which I think has been <laughs> very influential in member retention. Um, I used to bake when I was more ambitious. Now I just buy cookies, but I think that's been a great addition to our meetings. Um, it's led to a lot of polls about which cookies are the best. Um, very important questions. <laughs> led to a lot of conversations at sidetrack meetings about what type of cookie is the best cookie, i.e. soft cookie is best. <laughs> Nisha's gonna lose it. <laughs> I am. I am losing it right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's kind of like what makes the meetings fun. Like not just the cookies, but like the fact that we can get so much done and still like have good time. time. And the cookies. And the cookies, especially the cookies. Sometimes candy. There were Sour Patch Kids ones. That was a good day. And I think the last thing that really like differentiates old Spark, I'm quoting, but you can't see me because it's a podcast, <laughs> new Spark, <laughs> is we kind of pioneered this fight to become an official club, which like our old like leadership was kind of against, like for very good reasons. like. Obviously, there's a lot more processes and administration things that we have to worry about, but becoming official has given us like so many more resources and access to things that we didn't have before. And I'm going to let Emily and Alex talk a little bit more about this, but I think being official, which is very recent for us, by the way, it's only been a few months since we finally pulled this off, but like that's been the biggest change, I think, just even in team morale, just having something that we're working towards has been really helpful. Yeah, I've, I've only been here, well, I haven't been here as long as you, but I, I guess I'm, like, the second, like, oldest, like, layer, the <laughs> second generation, yeah, of, of Spark members, so I've been here since we, like, started to try to become official, and oh boy, has it been a process. Oh boy. Like Rachel, yeah, like Rachel said, um, we weren't for a while because, like, we kind of wanted to have some more freedom, like, uh, Rachel and Leah talked about before, um, we were more kind of, you know, off the cuff, like just kind of doing things and, you know, asking for forgiveness rather than asking for permission. But as we sort of started to evolve and grow in our members and also just want to like take on some more um, projects and event types, we started to realize how challenging it was to be an unofficial club um, and realized the benefits of becoming official like for example we never really had any um room space we relied on the generosity of some people in uh the camd um administration to sort of just book us a room here or there 
that didn't always work. Like, for example, for our very first info session uh, in this past spring, spring. 2020, um, we got double booked for our room. And that was a great experience. Uh, by great, I mean not. Because I actually ended up showing up there early. So I thought that there was um, a class, like, running over or something. Because it was, like, 7 or something when I showed up. And our meeting wasn't until 7.30. So I was like, oh, it's probably just a late class wrapping up. And then, like, the time started, like, slowly approaching 7.30, and, like, more people started showing up. But, like, you could tell that there was something going on in there and that there was a person at the front of the room. So we didn't want to, like, intrude because if it was, like, a class, that just feels bad. But if it's a club, that feels a little less bad. But we couldn't see because of the positioning of the door. So finally, <laughs> Leah, was it you that we made go in? Because like, all of us were babies about it. Yeah, we made go in. Had to go in. And it was a professor also. Yeah, so that was really awkward. So we found out that we had gotten double booked because, like, Rachel had the email. We knew it was our room. So we ended up doing the first, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of our info session in the hallway, which is like, Marie was a freshman. I'm like, so sorry, Marie. Yeah, like, how, how was that experience for you? Like, um, I gotta say it was interesting. Never been to a hallway meeting before. I think it, it worked. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I feel like it's like kind of the spark vibe. It's very chaotic, very uh, go go with it, sort of. So it worked. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I like we did cuddle we and also like get circle. yeah we did also get some other members from that meeting it wasn't just marie yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that's a problem obviously like not having uh, a space to meet um and just like kind of booking spaces in the library or like just you know meeting in random places is, is just not uh it's just something that we don't want to have to worry about uh we didn't get any sort of help with like recruitment so we were never uh, like explicitly allowed to put up posters um and we couldn't put up posters in the dorms or anything like that uh so we just kind of did what we could with our like little pieces of paper and like hope that they didn't get taken down um there we never had a bank account so we had to rely on venmo which was a whole other nightmare experience because the person who had our venmo moved abroad and they no longer had their u.s phone number so we couldn't access our money <laughs> should make that into a song yeah it'd be a really sad song <laughs> tell the listeners about what you had to go through to get the Venmo back. Oh god. Yeah, so basically like <laughs> I had to try to talk to this person who literally was on the other side of the world. So like just time zone difference was like a nightmare. Uh and I had to it in order for like Venmo to give us like the account information because we tried to download um Venmo and like log into our account on a different phone but in order to do that you have to enter a code that gets sent to a phone number but like I mentioned the phone number was no longer active because they moved abroad so I had to literally send Venmo her like visa information like <laughs> to prove that she was no longer in the United States for them to like believe my story I basically just like was like guys I don't know what to tell you like we need our money like I'm just giving you everything like please just help us thankfully after like I don't even know how many months of like back and forth like we ended up getting it um and we were able to access our money again but yeah like 
I would say, like, we just kept running into so many different headaches that could, like, so easily be solved if we were just official. So that's kind of why we really, like, tried to, we were really trying to get it going. And then I would say, like, this year is the year that, like, we really were able to kick it in- into gear, obviously, because we're now official. So um, I'll hand it over to Alex to talk about, like, what that whole kind of process was like. Uh, if any other Northeastern students are hearing this and are interested in starting a club, this is what you got to go through. Yeah, so as Emily said, uh, it was it was a process, a um, little, little bureaucratic, um, <laughs> but we did it. So uh, I'll give you like a little bit of a rundown for um, what it takes uh, to become official. So we had to keep our membership uh, at 12 members. Um, so we did that. And then there's an application that you have to fill out. Uh, finance team took over the role of writing up the constitution, bylaws, all that fun, uh, fun legal stuff. Um, and then we met with the SGA about uh, the constitution, making edits, um, and working all those little details out. Um, and then we got to present to the SGA board um, about our organization and why we should become official. And basically, we were like pitching Spark, telling them who we are, what we do, uh, why becoming official would be beneficial to us. Uh, then we got approved. Yay. Um, and then we were tentative for like ever, um, but now we're not. That's cool. Shout out to CSI. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a brief, brief description, but that whole process took months. Years. Um, yeah, <laughs> months, years, depends how you count it, Many I guess. Years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so now we're, now we're official, doing all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, I'm going to pass off to you. Maria and Nisha to talk about um, how we got to got to potting. I love that potting. I'm gonna start using that. Potting. Wow, finance team or potting team? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. So, really, this idea came while I was in the shower before I went to a meeting of Spark. Um, like, I'm just washing my hair, listening to my podcast, like I always do, and I just thought, like, wow, why don't we make a podcast? And then just kind of like mulling it over in the shower, letting the hot water run down my back, uh, thinking about, well, like, what would we talk about if we had a podcast? Like, I feel like I'd be a great podcaster. Uh, and then I kind of came up with this idea of Spark having a podcast that was like really informative and geared towards like students who may not have a background in art but are interested in learning more, like myself um, and other people that I've met who really find themselves siloed into that like major specific interests and like explorations I guess is the best way to put it um and I thought that could really serve like the student body and like generally just people who want to listen to us talk we're kind of funny sometimes um <laughs> only sometimes yeah no, not all the time don't worry yeah basically um, Nisha just likes the sound of her own voice as she said <laughs> so maybe that's why the podcast started who knows but finance team is here to support our pod mom and uh we got it we got it going you show up to the recording. <laughs> Don't add her. I promise I'm never like this. I'm the one who always makes the calendar invites. My okay. calendar only 30 minutes late. It's not bad. <laughs> it's okay. I can vouch for Nisha. She's usually very on time for things, but <laughs> now I sound one bad. time we can roast her. <laughs> okay, fine. Roast me about listening to the sound of my own voice and being late. Like, wow. Let's do things. Uh, aside from roasting Nisha, what is this podcast going to look like in the future? Because it's not just going to be us talking about ourselves and Spark for like 30 minutes straight every time, right? 
I mean, as much as I'd love that, um, <laughs> I think the goal of this podcast long term is to really like, provide art education, news, ideas, and thought pieces every couple of weeks in like a consumable format so you can listen to it like while you're walking to class or driving your car or taking a shower like me. Um, and we're hoping to bring on a lot of guests, um, professors from Northeastern, people from the art community, to really get you in, immersed and get a sense of the Boston art community. Uh, super exciting. We're super excited about it. Um, yeah, so hopefully that'll all work out and we're, we're going to get it started now. Uh, we also have some other cool stuff that Spark does. Um, right now we have an art exchange, which Alex started. Super cool. Um, basically, if we're, we're in a little bit of a, a stay home situation right now and people may be making a little more art. So we wanted to sort of like connect with the community um, we're going to be sending each other art um, through signups on our on our Instagram. Our Instagram, by the way, is sparkneu. Um, additionally, we have an exhibition up right now. Um, it's called Simul. It's uh, the Latin word for sort of connection, um, togetherness, which uh, we want to promote right now, especially through art. I think it's a it's a great way to um, sort of get get talking to people again and and keep us connected, which is cool. Um, our website is northeastern.edu slash spark. Um, we got our exhibition up there. Um, applications are open for fall to join our club. Obviously, you should because there's cookies at every meeting. Um, definitely a draw factor. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, this is Spark. So thank you for listening. Um, have a good one.